Let's put the rad in radical. If you're looking to expand your life, then you've come to the right place. We're Amanda, Ali, and Reina, and each week we're setting the scene to level up our everyday lives in all areas. Mindset, lifestyle, community, and more. And we want you to come with. Welcome back, everyone. We're on episode two, talking plot twists today, but we cannot go a step further without saying the most biggest heartfelt thank you. Thank you so much. The response from episode one from last Monday's episode was just, I don't know, it, it, it really got me to my core. All the feedback, the shares, the likes, the comments, we read them all, we loved them all, and we just can't wait to keep plowing through on this journey right alongside you. That was huge. What did you ladies think? I literally every day woke up to several mentions just saying, thank you. Wow. Thank you. Could listen to these girls all day. And it just, it really does hit deep to know that a lot of the excitement that we felt is felt around social media, you know? And I think that's what we need right now, right? Like there's a lot of gray clouds floating yes. around in this sky in 2020. The gray clouds are floating. And it's just nice that, <laughs> it's just nice to have like some good energy. And I hope that when people tune in, they tune out and they're like kind of cruising on a good vibe, you know? I love that you just said that. I hope you tune in, but also tune out. Oh, right. Tune out. Always so, so good. And, and that's sort of what led us actually to episode two's topic, which we thought was so relevant and important for all of us. And we imagine for so many of you, so you don't forget to let us know if this resonates for you as well. But today's episode is all about plot twists and finding those positives within that. But before we go any further, we also got great feedback about our What's Rad segment, where we share with you every week our faves, our products, our tools, books, any recommendations that we've just found really rad. And so uh, I would love to hear what you ladies have to share today. Ooh, me, me, I need to go first. Hi, Allie. Guys, I need everybody to go to Netflix and you need to watch My Octopus Teacher. And when I first told the girls about this, they were like, I'm sorry, what? And I- Octopus who? <laughs> the octopus what? The, this is a film and it's a documentary actually. And it's done by this guy, Craig Foster. And he develops a very unusual friendship with an octopus while living in South Africa. Now, to the, the first look or listen to that, you're like, oh, that sounds pretty good. But I'm going to tell you people, I, my heart burst open. I was crying into my popcorn. I looked at my husband. I was like, this, I need an octopus best friend. It was amazing. You follow him for a full year and he, he makes a decision. He says, he meets this great octopus. And he's like, what if for a full year, every single day, I dive into the ocean and see the life of this octopus. And it breaks your soul open in the most beautiful, magical way. I need both of you girls to watch it. I need everybody to watch it. Tag us. Like literally watch this and tag me. Tag me, tag, you know, let's put the rad and radical, my oh. octopus teacher. Only tag her in your hysterical, ugly cry photo. Yes. <laughs> so you can be... <laughs> I want to be tagged as tears are streaming down your eyes out of pure joy of watching this man befriend an octopus. Guys, I'm not even joking. I wouldn't share it if it wasn't rad. It was flipping rad. I'm going to be venture like crazy and say that it is one of my top favorite documentaries of all times. It was beautiful. Guys, go check it out. That's my rad tip. 
what, Lamanda, what do you got? What do you got? Well, first, I, it's on the list. I am going to go watch that documentary. Thank you for sharing that because I could just imagine the heartstring tugs that are awaiting me, but uh, I trust you. And so I'm going to go check out that, that documentary for sure. Um, mine's actually a product share, a product that I've been using for, I want to say four or five years. I tried it for the first time. Um, I think I had dyed my hair purple by that point. And it's actually, if you can't see, it's um, a leave-in conditioner by a company called Brio Geo. It's Farewell Frizz uh, Rosarco Milk Leave-In Conditioning Spray. I am somebody who doesn't wash my hair much. It's not a very popular answer when people ask me, Amanda, how do you keep your purple hair so vibrant? I'm like, well, it's dirty for most of the time. <laughs> I don't wash my hair for probably more like a week and a half, two weeks has been my, my biggest push. Um, and that's because when I first dyed my hair purple, I just washed all my money down the drain. My purple was, you know, pink really quickly from just overwashing it. And so when I found this, I started spraying it in my hair and I would leave it in after I, it, it, I would towel dry it. I'd spray that in and then I'd dry my hair. And it's made by Nancy Twine. She's the CEO and founder. And what's great is that it's completely certified vegan, no sulfates, no parabens, um, uh, no silicones or anything like that. So I find that it's not heavy. It's just a really light, moisturizing, nourishing conditioner that lets my hair stay unwashed for longer just because it feels really silky and really, really shiny and nice. So I wanted to share that because it has been a staple for me and they have like the best, most exciting socials. So it's really colorful. They have all kinds of great tools. You have to check that out. But how does it smell? I'm very particular on things that I put in my hair and that the it's, sniff factor, I need it to sniff well. What brand that you bought that, that is, doesn't smell, that smells bad? There's I've never products. tried one that doesn't. No, but there are some products like I don't want banana. There's some companies that it's like right. banana conditioner. I'm like, no, thank you. That's not my vibe. I, right. you know, I like the beachy, nice light smell. So I'm just yes. a bit particular. So that's why I'm just asking. I need to know the sniff. Well, you'd love it then. And I say that, I get what you mean, because I, I don't like when something smells really, really strong and artificial. It's not my jam. Even when it comes to essential oils and stuff, if it, if it smells really fake, I don't enjoy those scents. I tend to lean towards the earthier, cleaner, um, lighter ones, if, if that makes yeah. sense. And that's true. I guess it's like a, a banana or a, what it, like a watermelon flavor. I find a lot of the yes. time is very artificial. Smell yeah, and, and totally. And this is actually um, rosehip, argan, and coconut oils all together. So that is, I mean, that alone, you wanted your beach smell. Well, you, you're going to get it with this. That's well, sure. I trust Amanda and her hair products. I think you introduced me on our Tofino trip, actually, to, was it Batiste, that uh, dry shampoo? I'll use yes. that as a product share. Yes. I'll do that. I'll do that as a what's rad later on. Um, but yeah, Perfect. I do definitely trust you and your hair products. That dry shampoo that I use that you recommended, just I use it every single day and I don't ever wash my hair either which is amazing. Um, I'll share my, Allie, may I go? Is it my turn yet? Please do. I grant you permission to okay. share now, okay? I am the gatekeeper of what's rad, and I give <laughs> you permission to go. Green light, Raina, green light. Thank you, Mrs. Calder. Okay, my what's rad this week is a course that I'm going to share that I've been taking, I've actually taken it, completed it. I actually did another round of it just as kind of a refresher, and 
it's a, it's called the realistic self care course and it's by my friend Molly and you can follow her page and all of the information about this course is at uh, Woodhull wellness. It's W O O D H U L L wellness on Instagram and it's called the realistic self care course. And so basically I met Molly. She actually is local to Denver and she is a mindfulness meditation coach. And when I met her, I just had this idea of what meditation was. And I'm thinking like, I have to sit in a quiet corner and ohm all the time. And Molly throughout this course really kind of opened my eyes to the different forms of meditation that there are. And I will tell you honestly that she just changed the meditation game for me. Instead of saying, okay, I have to sit in this dark corner and ohm all the time. I can, you know, put on headphones and zone out in my workout. And that is a meditative form of meditation. It's also, you know, the idea that, you know, our mind wanders during meditation and realizing through Molly that that was normal and those were okay things. And it just really taught me how to get more done throughout my day, not more done throughout my day. It taught me how to get things done throughout the day in a less stressful way, if that makes sense. So it helped me just kind of slow down a little. I love the name, realistic self-care. Hell to the yes, yes, I'm here for that. Because yep. sometimes I get very lost in the self-care, things that I should do, all the to-dos of self-care kind of overwhelm. And I'm, I'm down for realistic self-care. Yeah. And I just think that, you know, with, I mean, hell, the title of our podcast episode today is Plot Twist. I feel like with everything going on right now in the world in 2020, like what a perfect time to just put you first, honestly. And I think just even just speaking for myself, the biggest thing I did in 2020 was say, okay, I'm like, I, I have to make me a priority. And this course really helped to kind of get me on the steps to get there. So let's go into plot twist though. I think that, you know, because of the realistic self-care course and everything that I've kind of gone through with that and Again, go check it out and we'll post everything on Instagram. But I think that the biggest thing for me was being able to see the silver lining in a lot of the events that happened in 2020. God, that's hard though. <laughs> that has been hard. So hard. Like, you guys, 2020 hit me like a boxing glove in the side of my jaw. And I just, I, it took me some time. And maybe you're still in that place where you're still kind of coming up from the rubble. Like 2020 has hit hard, but I'm loving the idea of the silver lining. I really find that it's, it, it's such an individual experience. No one can tell you how you should or need to navigate all the things that have been going on this year. And I will know that this year, like I look back to like my birthday in February and I'm like, that seems like it was years ago. <laughs> Same. That is not possible that it's 2020. Like just the amount of things that have taken place are just, I don't know. I'm at a loss for words, to be honest, of how many things have happened in 2020 <laughs> that we need to learn from. Well, I, I find that, you know, learning from is a really great way to think about it. And it's sort of what inspired, you know, episode two, where you can adjust what you take away and gain from this year. And, you know, I myself have had a challenging 2020 as well, but I, you know, this may be a, sort of the unpopular opinion, but I've also grown and gained so many great things this year. My family also experienced two losses due to COVID and um, 
it was emotional and challenging and funerals and not being able to be there and the complications of all those things. So I certainly feel and understand for anybody who is going through that, has gone through that. I mean, I get it. What I will say is that there's a lot that we can choose and it really is a choice to highlight as what keeps us going, what keeps us inspired and positive through those moments. And I would love to hear, you know, Raina, what are some of the ways that you've maybe done that for yourself this year? Well, I think that first it's easier said than done because I know that people are going to listen to this episode and be like, yeah, it's easy for you to say X, Y, and Z, right? Like just fill in the blank and playing that comparison game. But for me, I think more than anything, this year forced me to slow down. And I don't know how many times and from how many different people and from how many different I mean, so many different things prior to 2020 were yelling at me in my face, telling me to slow the hell down. And I didn't listen. It took a pandemic. It took quarantines. It took how many quarantine breakdowns did I have? I don't know. How many times, Allie, did you have to FaceTime me? And I've just like my face in a pillow with snot running across my forehead. I can't even count. My, <laughs> my FaceTime Raina button is broken because I'm like, oh, it's another breakdown. What about you, Ali? Have you found, I mean, you know, you're back at work, back at school, back in the school space. What are some moments that you've navigated this year to get to that point or, you know, or even with family to get to that point with your little starting school? Well, I think I can speak for a majority of parents and, you know, I can only speak for the mamas out there, but I'm the opposite, Reina. Like I had to speed up, like it, the shit hit the fan. Everybody went into lockdown and I was a now stay-at-home mom of a three and a four-year-old while trying to teach online, trying to have a relationship with my husband who was now permanently home. Like we were home 24 seven together. I was like, you're still here? Oh God, you know, now I'm making all the, the meals and there was just no space to breathe. And I think that everybody felt that and they felt the pressure but that's kind of where I want to call plot twist and piggyback on what, what you're saying, Raina, is that I now have the space to slow down where I didn't have it before. So yes, I'm back to work. I'm now considered a frontline worker. You guys know I'm a high school theater teacher. So everything is just different. Um, and a part of me is missing that family time. Like we were together 24 seven. And even though I'm making a joke about it, you know, um, how lucky and blessed we were that I got to take my kids to school when it reopened, um, that I got to have family dinners together, that my husband and I held space to kind of talk about the things that we needed to, where in the past we've always been too tired, you know, um, moving through those things. Well, it, you saying all of that reminds me, and I think Amanda mentioned it in the last podcast or in episode one, the gratitude book. Like I started that book and exactly what you just said, it's saying, okay, well, this happened and this happened and this happened, but I was able to drop my daughter off at school, but I was able, and that's kind of the aha I think I had that is what allowed me to slow down is saying like, yeah, we're all together. And we lived in a two bedroom loft <laughs> during quarantine started. And so luckily we've moved, but it's like that, that closeness and being in tight quarters and not having space and not having anything like that, like that can mentally wear on you, but it is almost taking a step back and saying, okay, but we got closer as a family. And, uh, you know, my relationship with my husband or spouse grew and all of those kinds of things, I think are really important things to look at and say, maybe it's, 
maybe it's not necessarily a silver lining. It is a silver lining, but it's also like, how can I express gratitude in that time that didn't really feel super awesome? <laughs> I am so glad you got the book. Raina. I can, can't stop listening to it. I'm telling I you. I know. I, I am powering through. I'm, I'm winding up on my last chapter or two here, but I mean, last week I told you all that it was already a game changer and it continues to be. More chapters that it explores are the, the relationship between your health and gratitude, mentally, physically, your relationship with nature, your relationship with uh, moments when shit hits the fan. Like that's the chapter I'm at right now where, okay, great, you choose gratitude and you're grateful, but how can that really impact you if things are really, really tough? And I hadn't gotten to that chapter last week, but I am devouring it so much more now. And I, I wanted to touch on something Raina just mentioned, which is the family aspect of 2020. I, um, I found myself, of course, we've gone through a challenging year as a family. And when it became um, safe enough to do so with every precaution in place and being very cognizant the whole way, my man and I actually did travel home in the month of July to see my family. Things had happened, we'd lost people, we cried over the phone, over FaceTime, I don't know how many times, weddings were canceled, so much went on on my side of things that I couldn't be around my family for that I was supposed to at the time. And in July, I had the chance to go home. And again, all done super safely, masks and all. And when we were there, it was unlike any trip home I've ever had. The gratitude and the love for my family, the moments relished and cherished instead of photographed and documented were more than I'd ever done. It was so much more immersive, so much more connected because for like the first time in a hot minute, I was like, well, shit, you better be grateful for every single second of these people right now. Did that change for you when you got home? Or how did it change for you? Being able to be there and be in that space of gratitude with your phone down. coming home. When I returned back to Vancouver from flying home to Montreal, I cried like a baby. I cried because at first, unplugging was very challenging for me because with 2020, I find we've all been on our phones more than ever. No, haven't you, listeners, people, hosts? We've all the only been... way we find information. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. We've just all been on our phones and so, so connected so much. But in that connection, strangely, eerily, very disconnected as well. And 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 maybe that disconnection was with the self. And that was how I felt was at first I was almost jittery with the shakes and the withdrawals from not being on my phone so much while I was hanging out with my nieces. And then when I returned back, it was almost a defining moment for me of redefining my relationship with the internet as a whole. My boundaries have gotten way clearer. I have become happier because of redefining those um, uh, you know, rules and, and how I want to use and participate with my feed and my social as a whole. Um, and it just made me realize that I don't need to wait for a special occasion or a trip to decide to be more present. I can choose that while 2020 is happening and make that my positive plot twist. And I think, Raina, don't you do silent Sundays? Like, I, I'm going to tell you. I'm, we both do. I know. I think, oh, Amanda, you do it too. I, Ooh, tell me. Yes. I, I mean, I know Raina has started recently, but it's been the last 
couple of weeks, month or two that I have implemented no social on Sundays. And, um, you know, it was inspired by an amazing mentor of mine. Um, but I did feel that it was strange and hard at first. And now it's like my favorite day of the week. Reina, what about well, you? I, yeah, I started, I think, in probably like, I think in May when I kind of had some personal mental breakdowns. Um, <laughs> May was my month, I think. Um, for me, I just got a crystal clear vision of what I wanted my life to look like. And not just my life, but my day, right? Because I found that like, we're home all the time. Like that was, you know, mid quarantine, like there was just so much spiraling and social media was just as toxic as can be. And just having that clear vision saying, okay, what do I want my, exactly, what do I want my day to look like? I sat there and would just sit in silence and meditate on it. And my phone wasn't in my hand in those visualizations. You know, I was, you know, playing with my kids or playing on the floor with my dog while my kids were on the couch and everybody was in the family room and all of, and everyone was present. And I think just having that crystal clear vision really helped a lot because I actually was following um, your mentor. I know who you're talking about. We were following the same person and I saw that she started doing it. And it was the end of May. I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it too. And I just Sunday put my phone down and I am very plugged. It was very plugged in on social media to the point. I mean, I have been, you know, I've had my Instagram and social media following, I guess, for like seven years now. And it was the first time in probably seven years where I had just purposely and intentionally shut it all down for just a day. And, you know, I think in our minds, we're like, people are gonna, not going to like, how are people going to know what I had for breakfast? Right. Are they going to, oh my God, are they going to know that I did my workout today? What are they going to think if I didn't do my workout today? And as sad as it is to admit, those were all things that were just like spiraling in my head. And I had to get to the point where I'm like, who, like, why do I care? And why does it matter? And it doesn't. And being able to take those Sundays and just totally shut off and keep your phone downstairs and you're up and out in the garden. And, you know, just, it's been the best thing that I've implemented. The best. And and I'm kind of the opposite because nobody cares what I ate for breakfast. Nobody's tuning into my Instagram. It's like, damn, Allie bagels again. No, nobody cares. Allie, I wanted to ask you. So, so you're on the other side. You just said that. Have, and you have not necessarily implemented. It doesn't have to be Sunday, but maybe you just haven't implemented a day to be unplugged. Why or why not? And is that something you're open to exploring, especially as a mom of two little ones? What's your thought on that? Oh, for sure. I mean, I'm definitely down to unplug and I probably will start silent Sundays. But what was interesting is while you were talking, Raina, I was thinking I'm kind of, I'm kind of like the average Instagram consumer. And I think that a lot of the listeners are probably in the same boat as me where it's not that I was, I'm never concerned about if anybody sees my Instagram, but it was more, I was, I was almost really self-reflecting. Why do I need to see what other people are doing? Like, why are, I looked at who my first five little story slides were, and if they are not my best friends, why am I, why do I need to know what they're doing? And so my silent Sunday has been that I actually don't look at anybody's Instagram. I actually don't look through the feed. I don't go through stories. And that has been a game changer for me because it has made me question, and I love that, what do I want my day to look and feel like? But I also want to know, I want to ask myself what is actually coming into my head and what is triggering me and making me feel bad, especially during 2020 when there's so much going crazy. It's the I'm, triggers. It's the triggers. Yes. Like I'm going, why am I watching 
Mary Smith, Bob Joe from North Dakota, who I've never met before. And I'm sorry, Mary Smith, Bob Joe, <laughs> if you're listening. <laughs> but like, why do I need to watch their Instagram? Why do I feel connected to them? Why do I put any sort of onus and, and this sort of like, I, I question things because of what I see on it. And I'm like, that is what I needed to implement for my silent Sunday. Ali, I'm so grateful that you chose to speak on this because we've been speaking from the angle, Raina and I, of producing the content and needing the unplug from that. Whereas you're coming from the perspective of consuming the content. And I already have a really good boundary. And we've talked about my solid boundaries of I don't consume. If I'm on, I'm, I'm producing something. So to hear you say, why am I watching story after story on my Sunday when I could be you know, in my garden or going out for a run or mountain biking or cliff jumping, because that's what you do. <laughs> or see, I don't know, you do all kinds of wild sport, outdoor sports enthusiast things. Um, that's, that's a really great perspective. And, you know, having said that, be sure everyone to curate what you consume on your social. It is your space. It's your home. So be cognizant of that. And I would just love to share something that I came across from an amazing uh, energy coach, badass podcast host. Um, her name is Aaliyah Lovely. And earlier this year, thanks to 2020 in a weird way, I met and connected with her where I, I think we all did, where we all paid to have a course with this amazing energy coach. Um, you can check her out at the Aaliyah, the lovely Aaliyah. And this post that she shares about 2020 was one that really hit home for me. And I, it's so, so powerful. I wanted to read it to you. It says, interesting, even with all the terrible things, 2020 has actually been the best year yet. And she goes on to explain in her caption that she's pretty sure it may be an unpopular opinion and may, some may disagree with that post and that quote, but that this year smacked her awake. And the fact that she had to dive into seeing her pain differently. And she even wrote when it started to redefine as catalysts, shit started to change fast. And I know hard things have happened and perhaps harder things are coming, but I'm feeling thankful to know that upstairs out there, somewhere in the universe, God, source, higher power, someone thought that my soul was advanced enough to handle it. That, that is Aaliyah Lovely. That. Yes. I think all of us right now are just shaking our heads on our little Zoom call. We're just, that is all up in my business, that type of quote, because I do feel like the 2020 smacked me in the face. And then again, it comes down to what the three of us are talking about is how are you plot twisting it? How are can you I just, twisting? Can I just add that I think it takes a lot of intention though, to see and recognize that silver lining, that, you know, awesome thing that's hiding in the darkness. Like, because I think that a lot of people were put through some stuff in 2020. And I think that you can look at society and you can say, okay, half of the people took it and they grew and had massive growth in 2020. And just it's it's completely and totally evident in every aspect of their life and then i think there's other the other side right where there are people who something bad happens to you in 2020 and then you choose to have a different outlook and a different approach and i think it's really about just stopping and being intentional about our thoughts but even when it's not easy a hundred percent but that choice is hard right so hard. that choice guys is hard it, it can be it's it's sort of 
almost in a strange way, even ego starts to play into it of how you wanted this year to look of grieving visions that didn't come to fruition. Expectations. Expectations or grieving for loved ones. Like, I mean, there's a lot. I, I just definitely am trying to, and have been focusing on the side of where the greatness came from this growth. And that was why Aaliyah's post, and you've just got to check her out. Every, read the rest of her post, dive into her podcast. I mean, she's, she's been super influential in such a positive way in my 2020. And I think that that was, you know, a decision that I chose to make is who can I surround myself with that is equally willing to choose that hard, the hard of choosing to see this year that way and being willing to acknowledge it at that, at that level and surrounding yourself with that. And physically, we may not be able to surround ourselves with people per se, but it's, you know, definitely a great way to do if you're on your phone a little bit more. Well, um, and I think the, I think that anything or anyone you can recognize as being toxic into that mindset, you have every right. And all, it's almost your responsibility to your soul to say, okay, I'm going to unfollow or block or, you know, mute or restrict or hide. Because I think that everything with the power of, have you guys seen, I think I mentioned it before we actually started recording the social dilemma on Netflix. Can we just talk about that? For yes. Like how powerful that is. It was so eye-opening to me just being 2020, like how much toxic stuff is just being floated around. And it's, it's even on silent Sundays, hard to not grab and check that notification because we're so wired to just do it, to just reach for that phone when we're, you know, in the, the slightest bit bored or, it's, uh, it, it was an eye-opening documentary as well. So, you know, as we wrap for this episode two, we're going into our ready, set, grow segment where every week we are going to grow together and right alongside you. And what we're looking for this week from all of our listeners, um, anybody on our social listening into this episode, we want to grow with you in this challenge to highlight the positives, the silver linings, the greatness from all of this growth that you have experienced in 2020. And we would love to take that a step further and ask you to share about it on your social. Hey, if you're gonna be online, find ways to make it a great light space to be so you can light up your corner of the world. That's our mission. That's what, we're what we are here to do. So share it on your social. And if you do, tag us because we want to pay that vibe forward. We want to put that and reshare that on our page. We want to read what you've written and what your reflections are. And we ourselves are going to make that commitment as well to share where, where our biggest and best moments of growth, thanks to this plot twist, better known as 2020, has helped take us as well. And it's just interesting because right now our connection is social media. Majority of us, that's how we are forming these connections. I mean, we would love to be in person and recording these episodes for you, but right now it's on Zoom. It's through the DMs, it's through Instagram or whatever it is that is the platform that you can connect with other people. And we want it to be a beacon of hope, people, a beacon of hope. So yes, piggybacking on what Amanda says, our Ready, Set, Grow challenge, jump into it, but also go share and do your part to put the rad in radical. Like this is a community of radical thoughts, shifting your mindset and elevating to high vibes people. So go to 
the social, the IG username of the moment. Let's put the rad in radical. All one word. You can't not find us. <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. We will see you on episode three.